hiring that wrong person, the delivery driver, that maybe he's great at driving a truck. He, he, oh, he's the sure. best in the world yep. at it, right? Never any accidents. I'm always great. And uh, in front of a customer, you would be cringing because of his language or the, 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 the words that he uses, you know, all those things. Sure. But just the way he would interact with a person, uh, they represent your brand. They represent your company. They, they are part of who you are. And every, we talk about it all the time, every opportunity in front of a customer is customer experience. And one person can literally destroy it. It began with two guys becoming friends around cycling, great beer, and strong coffee. This is the 2120 Podcast. Two guys, one subject, 20 minutes, zero excuses. You and I start a business today, and we create a set of expectations. We're going to call them, it's, it's part of our culture. It's foundational to our culture. This is how we get work done around here. That's, and to me, that's how I've always described what culture is. So this is how we choose to get work done now and into the future. These are the, the guidelines that we walk and live, think, communicate by. We make decisions around these things. So decisions could be anything from what we sell, how we sell it, who we hire, how we hire, uh, any strategic decision around that is, is going to be tied back to those things. We, we, would, we would want to set that up. There's purpose to that. The purpose of that is, is that it establishes what you're looking for when people want to be part of the team. They go, I want to be part of what you guys are doing. So if you do that at the beginning, you are creating a foundation that's strong, it's stable, it's built on stone. And it lasts. Now, what happens, though, if you have never laid those things out before and somebody says, we need to do this, we need to create these expectations, there is a piece of the puzzle, call it fallout, if you will, that leads to people potentially leaving. And that is exactly what I have seen happen every time when we do like a culture change. So we create an expectation around, hey, this is how we are. We have people that, that work in it. They, they even help craft it. They're part of the process to discover and define it, all these things. What happens is there are people that buy into it until it becomes real. And at that moment that it became real and it changed for them, they're not part of it anymore. And they find themselves either they show themselves the door or they're shown the door, essentially. But, you know, I, I, I'm kind of blessed to come from a company that has had a culture established from, like, day one. So, like, the, these expectations, day one, 1902, you know, we're, we're there. You know, we're not a company where, oh, we need to rebrand ourselves or we need to change our culture. We need to do this. We need to do that. It's always been day one. So, for over 100 years, it's been the same culture, the same driving force behind that, which is awesome, you yeah. know. But, you know, I think if you're a brand-new business and you want to start something that's going to be good and big, day one is defining what that looks like for you. And, you know, just writing a word down that's powerful and going, man, we need, to, we need to deliver this. You have to believe it, and you have to truly embrace it and know that it's, it's what you want. And the long term of that word is it's not changing. It's going to be part of this culture for over 100 years if we last that long kind of thing, kind of that mentality. Um, but no, to answer your question, there's, there's people that we've hired that 
you know, we've explained, they go through orientation, they find out what we're all about and, um, uh, it gets lost along the way. They, you know, they, they don't truly understand it, you know, and it's, it's, it, it goes back to, you know, shame on us. We didn't do a good enough job explaining to you why we, we need this. So you teach them. And you give them another shot, mm-hmm. and they figure it out, and they're good to go. Or you know what? They're not figuring it out. So you teach them again, and you talk to them again, and you coach them, and you find ways to, you know, pour into them a little bit more. And at the end of the day, they just don't work out. So then, yes, then you have to look at your big thing of culture and go, okay, if we keep this person on our staff, how does this affect what we're trying to do? And the answer will be every time we either have to remove them or we're okay with constantly trying to improve them i think there's a word that comes to my mind right now and that that word is squirm (laughs) you know um and i'm saying that because that's been in my history that that uncomfortable feeling that you get like you, you squirm around in your chair a little bit when you're having those conversations you're in those meetings and i don't care whether that was a time when i was an employee or when i was in a well i was always an employee but might've been in a management or leadership role too. It's those times when you hear that stuff and you're like, man, well, we just raised the bar significantly today. That means, you know, everybody looks at it through their own lens. Like, you know, there are times when I've been not a great employee. I'm not shy to admit that. There have been times when you hide a little bit or that, you know, you're in over your head, but you, you can hide for a little bit and, and it's that squirming. And I think that there are some people that will embrace the squirm feeling and then there are others that hate it and it makes them so uncomfortable. They don't feel they can get through it, that they're going to be, I mean, I don't know if they got imposter syndrome going on. Cause I don't know. I've had that. I'm sure most people can relate to that, but it's, it's that inner drive that says I can step up. I, I will do this. But you know you're going to have to bring your best on a daily basis. And if you are not willing to do that and you work for an organization that demands it, you won't have a job there. You, again, you, either you choose it or, or you, it's chosen for you. Yeah, there should be a, you know, a no squirm policy just based on the fact that if you do the job, if you laid out your expectations clearly and they understand it clearly and you've done the job to show them the why behind it then yeah if it doesn't work out it's it's a good decision for both of us yeah you know like hey here's the deal we've we've tried this you know what our expectations are clearly they're not working out for you and, and for us our decision is to part ways and be done and you will be better off and we will be better off mm-hmm. because at the end of the day not everybody's culture fits what you're which, what you're about, you know, some are just naturally just drawn to because that's what they want. Right. Some think it's what they want, and they figure out that ooh, they're going to hold me accountable to some of these expectations. Ooh, maybe I don't want this. Yeah. Maybe I'm okay with flying under the radar, and they're they're telling me I can't do that here. Well, I better find a job that allows me to fly under the radar, and they leave. Several years ago, I worked for a company where we were uh, fast growing, and we had um, we had a strong culture. We learned something about. Uh, some of the some of the people that would apply, okay, so look great on resume. Bring them in. We do an interview with them. Uh, we, in fact, we hired a few, but they came from places that were very corporate driven, where 
uh, multiple layers of people are CC'd on emails. So there's a lot of cover your rear kind of stuff. Uh, They were in a position where they, um, decisions were not made on the spot. Decisions had to be vetted out over weeks through meetings, yada, 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 things. So they moved slow. We moved extremely fast and we would change directions. For the person that, that looked like they had the experience and the resume to back it up, what we found was they were so, it was like fish out of water for them. They were so confused by it. They were so uncomfortable with it. They didn't know what to do. And so part of it was a fail on our part because we didn't maybe set those expectations during interviews or that we didn't uh, do our best in, in the training. But we learned over time that we needed to uh, look for a little different person. And so we, we did. We, we, we refined it. But we had to go through that process of making it wrong and doing it wrong a few times to figure it out. That, that was, um, and that's painful. Honestly, to just to sit here and admit and walk back through that in my own memory, that right now makes me squirm a little bit. It makes me uncomfortable because right? and we didn't want to make those mistakes, we, but we did. Sure. You know, I, I, I see two types of people that come in, kind of come into a new, you know, a new business and it's like a breath of fresh air. Oh my gosh. Like your culture is everything that I didn't have at my last job. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. And they truly embrace it. The other ones are, well, at my job, we did it this way and this is how we did things. And they're, they're, they're so set on how they used to do things that it's harder. It takes longer for you to kind of, you know, knock the rust off of what you don't want and what you don't want them to bring to your team. Um, it just takes longer. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, yep, I appreciate that. Yep. But here, this is how we do things and here's why we do it this way. And it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't want to shoot them down, but you know, we've had, we've had associates that have come from other businesses and competitors that, well, at this place we train this way. Well, how the hell, how'd that work out for you? You know, well, not so good. Well, why, why not? Well, this felt, you know, this is why we do it this way. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Well, at my business, we did, it, we did it this way. Well, how did that work out for you? You know, why are you here right now? Mm. Well, I, I didn't like the way they treat it perfect. Like, this is why we do it this way. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, sometimes, you know, knocking the rust off takes longer, but you hired them. There's something that, you know, across the table that, that you saw in them that you need. You're now investing in that. I mean, it's, it's, it's like... It's like buying an old car and fixing it up. You know, there are dings and there's holes and you're, you got a patch here and you got a new paint and all this stuff. If you're truly willing to invest in that new car and put some money into it, put some dollars behind that, that new car, I mean, it's no different than an associate that is coming from somewhere else. You're taking them and you're basically restoring something that down the road, you're going to love driving around because you put your heart, you know, your sweat and tears into something yeah. and you, you made it work. The analogy, you know, using the car that I was just kind of thinking of is those barn finds, you know, the yeah. car that's, it's the 67 GTO that's sitting in a barn somewhere. It's got 13,000 original miles on it. It's just covered with layers of dust and with a little bit of polish, a little bit of attention, a little bit of washing and care. Suddenly this thing is like, you know, it's a hundred thousand dollar car because it is. Yeah. And, and that's when you find those, that's awesome. The other part that came to mind as I was listening to you is every time that you lose somebody, it's also an opportunity to replace them with a great person. You know, if somebody leaves your company or leaves your team, leaves your crew, however you want to say it, because they want to chase something else 
you should celebrate it. Absolutely. Okay. Every time that somebody leaves because it was a wrong fit, it's an opportunity to learn. And then that means you have to go back and look again harder. What, what are we actually looking for? Uh, a number of years ago, it was one of my first hires that I had to make. I was uh, leading a marketing team, or just actually we called it a content team at that time. So we needed to add a photographer. I had been doing those skills and um, uh, I needed to have somebody else take over that so I could move on to do some other things. We wrote job descriptions and we interviewed a whole bunch of people. Now, we had photographers applying right and left because you know, it's a cool job opportunity. But we had wedding photographers applying and portrait photographers applying and people that did aerial photography. So my point is, is there's all these different types of facets that just from a skill standpoint, we're not even talking about the character of a person right now. We're just talking about their skills, background, experience. And we needed somebody who could sit in a small room for an entire day and, and take a picture of the next 500 widgets in these four different angles to put them on a website to sell. What I realized that we were wrote a job description that talked about photography and the reward of great pictures. Sure. We attracted the wrong people. Yeah. What we learned was that if we rewrote it and we were talking about somebody who, who maybe had an interest in those things or wanted to learn more about the business, we could teach that skill because there really there wasn't any art to it so much. It was more of a technical thing, which for me as a photographer at the time, I liked the art side. So sitting in a room all day, taking pictures of a widget in multiple angles and then editing it. So it looks great. Put it on a white background for a website. It just killed me. Like it, it was so boring to me. Now there are some people that absolutely love it. When we rewrote it, and we found the right person then to come in and do the job. Man, it was it was kind of cool. That person also, we got lucky. And, I, and I'm going to flat out tell you we got lucky because that person had runway. And that person actually had a ton of creative potential bottled up inside them. And over time, we just figured out how to let it out further and further yeah. and encouraged it. So that was really, it was a great win in that situation. But it was a fail at the beginning, the way that we were doing the, the process. And I learned a lot about... What are we actually looking for? And you know, we, we think we need a photographer, but my, my boss at the time was like, hey, this looks like a good job description. Send it. Let's go. Let's get, let's get somebody in here right away. Yeah. You know, is your, is your job description that you put in the paper clearly defined like your culture? Like if you, if you have a good culture, you're clearly going to write the statement that you want to get that right person right out of the game. Because mm -hmm. we've done it too where we've, you know, we've, hired for a delivery driver and you get every over the road trucker that wants a job coming in and wants to apply for this because they see delivery driver. I can, well, I drive stuff so I can, I can make this work. Um, you know, and we, we have a guy at work and I love him like, but he, he thinks he can just do whatever, like, yeah, I can, I can just do this. And we were talking about, um, uh, like Dan Gable and I'll, I could throw him on the mat and I would dominate him, dominate him right now. It's like, dude, you're an idiot. No, it's not happening. And we're they were talking about coming up and um, coming to the races here in Vinton. And he was like, you give me a car, I could drive around that dirt track oh and I'd, I'd be fine. It's like He just has that mentality. He's like, he's, he's, that guy he's gets serious. old though. No, but I, I tell you what though, like he's just so funny to listen to because you just go, you're completely full of shit. Right. Like there's right. no way you're doing this. Right. But it, it just goes back to, you know, clearly, you know, 
putting a statement out there that's defined of what you want. You know, I need a dr- delivery driver that can be in home, that can provide great customer service, that does, does more than just drives a truck. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you're going to lose. Well, I can just drive a truck, but I'm not really good with people. So maybe I'm not going to apply for this job. Like you, you clearly just set that up right out of the gate because if you don't do it right, you're going to have 25 interviews and they're all the same. I drive truck every day, but I have zero people skills. Guess what? You're not hired. I'm, no. I'm sorry, but if we could have clearly defined that, just like our culture, we know yeah. what our culture is. Here's our statement that we want to go out to the masses and find the perfect delivery driver. It needs to have that clearly defined, those words that we want to use that somebody may read and go, yeah, that's not me. Yeah. I, better, I better look for something else. Not wasting my time and your time when, it, when it's all said and done. Uh, because you're going to get your, just a crap bag of everybody that wants to apply for, for that job. It's so, it's so interesting to think about hiring that wrong person, the delivery driver. that Maybe he's great at driving a truck. He, he, oh, he's the sure. best in the world yep. at it, right? Never any accidents. I'm always great. And uh, in front of a customer, you would be cringing because of his language or the, 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 the words that he uses, you know, all those things. Sure. But just the way he would interact with a person... Uh, they represent your brand. They represent your company. They they are part of who you are. And every we talk about it all the time. Every opportunity in front of a customer is customer experience. And one person can literally destroy it. You can have nine out of ten, you know, in the chain. Nine out of ten could be great. And that tenth one, it doesn't even have to be in the tenth position. It might happen at the second position in that flow can can kill it. And a customer doesn't forget that. They'll tell that over and over and over. Hey, Shields was great, but there was this one little thing here. I will never do business with them again because of that. Uh, yeah, and that's, and that's it's, for me, it's job security. You know, I'll always have a job because I always need to teach the expectations of customer service. And I'll always need to make sure that I am leading it in a way that if they see me teach it one way but then I, I act a different way then I'm, I'm completely just like not, I'm not holding up my end of the bargain yeah you know and like you know, we talked about earlier with the person like you teach and you teach and you teach but at the end of the day if they're not if they're not the right fit because of something we missed you have to be okay with saying goodbye to them yeah and you know we talk about promoting them to customer you know they don't work for us anymore but they're they're customer of ours and I'm proud to, to think of you know the people that do come back to our store that have either left us for other things or um, you know, have been terminated for whatever position. Like when they come in the store, it's not the cringe. Like, ooh, there's so and so. We just let him go. No, like you just walk up. Hey, how you doing? What's new? Like, because we, we leave things on on the good side of you know the the promotion of customer. Like, we want them coming back and shopping with us. We don't want to burn that bridge. It just didn't work out. You know, retail is not for everybody. And if you're okay with that, and I'm okay with that, we're gonna part ways today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, if if you don't give them opportunities. And help them see the struggles and try to help fix that and, and, and make them better. If you don't pour into them, you will cringe when you see them because you just know, like, it just didn't work out. This just sucked. And we, we end up having to let you go or, or you quit because we didn't do our job. When you should almost embrace the fact that when they come in, they, they come back to your store, that you did something right. 
you know, you did enough to want to get them to want to come back to your show, your store and shop. You don't see them at a different a competitor buying their buying their shoes or buying whatever it is. You see them coming back to you because they left on good terms and they're happier now yes. because of it. And yes. they they found a culture that fits them better and they're they're happy now. And it's like, you know what? You're happy, we're happy. We found a great person to fill your position. Everybody wins right now. But it goes back to one, clearly defined culture early on, not making changes. Like you can't, you know, halfway through your season go, oh, you know what, this, this, this word's not working out for us, so let's throw this word into the mix and start teaching it this way instead. Right. It's wishy-washy. Stick to it. If you want it that bad, stick to it. Yeah, your values determine your actions, and your actions determine your results. Absolutely. And so if you value, you, you have to value things like, it's more than saying, I'm going to be a good person. I want them to be respectful and dependable those are the easy ones. Those, I call those permission to play. It's the aspirational values where I get excited about. As we, and that's part of the work that I do with people too. So let's talk about what we are going to need into the future. Like maybe we have it now. Maybe we have it in pockets. Maybe we really don't. What's the stuff that we really are missing? What do we, or what do we know that we need to be successful going into the future? And I think so much of it comes back to uh, if you write values that sound boring, you'll attract boring, right? There's, a, there's an element that you and I, I, I think, surface, um, our conversations tend to surface around, which is drive and energy and excitement, enthusiasm. Um, let's get after it. If, if those aren't written into who you are, you are missing something amazingly powerful. Because you can hire courageous people and confident people and humble people and people with empathy, but that doesn't necessarily translate into action. Sure. And, and I've actually seen, this has been the point too where a, a couple of those that I just named have been reasons why people have been let go. Uh, I, I can think of a situation recently where I know of a, of a person who was let go because when asked, can you do this? Like, you're in this moment right now. Can you make this change? The manager was doing a good job. They were coaching and they were saying, hey, this behavior has to end. I need you to go this way, but I need to know that you're willing to do that. And the response was, well, I can't promise anything. <laughs> well, the writing, and like, you know, when I was working with that manager, I said, if, if they give you any kind of response like that, I think you that's know you the decision. Cut the cord. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Your culture is so integral to your strategy. It is part of your strategy. Yeah, if you're willing to take a sh- shot on your culture, you know, it opens so many doors to other things that, you know, you give give that person an inch, they're going to take a mile down the road, and then you look back and go, man, how did our culture get so out of control? Well, it happened two years ago when I said we were okay with selling for this one. Yeah. So don't settle. Don't settle. All right, I'm Matt. I'm Jim. See you next week. Well, whether you're a longtime listener or brand new to the 2120 podcast, you know that Matt and I are passionate about helping you create a great customer experience. But did you know that we can actually help you do that in your business? Go to cxpguru.com to learn more. That's cxpguru.com. We look forward to speaking with you and we'll catch you again for another episode of the 2120 Podcast.